Oh, hey, God. what is going on, guys? I'm going to stay in there. Welcome back to the Vibe Project. We are here. We are back. Like me every Sunday night. We have we have someone who he's been here previously, but he left us. He he, he, he left. He left. He's finally back. Like a girlfriend with commitment issues. You know, <laughs> like a fast, like a father who forgot the milk. Yeah, you know. Please. <laughs> yeah, dude. Give my milk ah. Come here. Well, are you gonna introduce yourself? Uh, uh, like, yo, you know how this works. Hey, Miles, Oh shit! All right, what's good? It's Elvir Kovacic here. Yeah. You see, he was so adamant about being interviewed and then comes and then just is lays a fucking egg. Like you know, pissed down both legs. Moment got too big. Oh wow! So you're Davis. You Davis did. But anyways, Elvir, I just I you know I I want to get I just want to get right into this provoking individual. We're, we're, I I want to start off with my question: What makes you low bro? Disturbing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what makes me low bro? I guess I'm the youngest of all of us. I guess, but I'm always reliable. It's a real thought provoking. So to everybody, I'm low bro. Because I'm all. You still have a sweet Carolina vodka. Nasty bitch. Oh, sorry. That's all that. Hey, what the fuck am I supposed to do with it? I don't know. Pour it out? Or something? Nigga, that's 45. That's like $20 worth of alcohol. I'm not just going to let that go to Is it like six? Should we make this a. That was definitely. We're balling up after That was. Yeah, so we're going to drink it. Yeah, I was about to say. God. What? How would that work? Drunk interview. Drunk B ball. Try that. Drunk B ball would be something. <laughs> That's a YouTube video. Right I've played it. It's fun as shit. It's, Anyways, I've only done it once, and I've back, never seen it. Back to back to Elvier. So what? So I just want to talk about your reliability. What make? What do you think makes you so reliable? And why? Why do you feel that you're just? You know, such a such a reliable person. Well, why does it sound like we're being interviewed for playing for the Lakers? That's what I'm saying. Nah, but we're honest calling. Nah, I think me personally, I'm the I'm just the type of person you can always trust. If you ask for something, I'll give it. Okay. But a lot of people find it reliable in that sense. And so why though? Like I don't want to talk. I don't. I don't want to talk about like why. Like like why like. What make like what makes you so reliable? That's that's what I'm asking. I feel like you're like, looking for a specific answer here, sir. Yes. Are like you what for a specific answer? Yes. Yeah, yes. Read my mind, you bitch. So, what are the uh, okay? What are the qualities that make you reliable? If the, if that makes sense, like if what? You give the wrong answer, I will. Fight. Like if people look at you just not knowing you, be like, that's a quality. Like that's a quality ass guy. Like I can trust that guy. What do you think those qualities are? Well, first of all, relatability. I can relate to everybody in this room somehow. Also, in the sense of availability, if you ever need me, I'm there. In that sense, and and also that comes with the relatability is you know with brothers you relate. That's why people call me little brothers. We're so relatable. People call me little bro. Every everybody that's close to me in some in some way calls me little bro. <clears throat> Fair. So that's that's probably the best way to put it, but just that's pretty much the whole thing is the fact that I'm in the 
I, I have a question for you. Sit back and comfy. So, as the big bro in this scenario, <clears throat> I've given a lot of advice over the years, and I've gotten a lot of feedback back. I can tell you right now, you are definitely a person that you're big on constructive constructive criticism versus just hate. Someone not seeing, someone genuinely giving you something you can work on versus someone just blabbing off to you and you don't really pay attention to it. What what in your head do you look at as like when someone's giving you some advice or someone's telling you something, what what kind of makes you differentiate between constructive criticism and someone just hating on you? Uh, I would look at, first of all, motive. Like, why would they be telling me this? Mm-hmm. I would say that for a fact. I mean, you know, if somebody's hating, that means, like, they just don't, like, they don't really have a reason to do it. They, they're just, just for it. out of emotion. They're doing that out of emotion. Okay. And I would also say, you know, like, constructive, like, how they say it, tone. Okay. Okay, because if they really want to help you, they're going to, they're going to, you know, speak in the correct tone. Meanwhile, if it's hate or something like that, they're going to, you know, go in, they're going to be aggressive. You remember that one time? You remember that one time I take you when I kind of got very irritated with you about that, like about that behind the back pass. Oh, yeah, you, you see, like I, I don't know. I also feel like it just depends. On, it, def- it depends like, on the situation. Yeah, with you especially, because like yeah. if it's a if it's a situation, and especially for like it's a competitive situation, like you're gonna be thinking about that a lot. Like especially when I did oh, say yeah. like, "Yo, don't don't throw me that behind the back pass," you know, the, like. Obviously, I said it in a tone that, like, I shouldn't, like, you know, like, I was yelling at you, like, but you weren't, like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? Like, bro! Yeah. You're doing it like that. Is there times when people get emotional? Because I I get emotional. (laughs) But is there times where people get emotional and you still give them the benefit of the doubt? Or is it more so, like, if you just, if you hear them with a certain tone, you just block it out? Well, no, but that's where, like, motor and situation comes in. Well, but well, and I know, but I'm saying like in a situation where in your head, like, has there been a time where like in your head you were out and out 100 percent certain that this person just flat out hating? They have no, there's nothing going their way in terms of they're trying to help you. But then you look back on it, and you're like, well, they went about it the wrong way, but they were right in what they had told me. Um, so it's a non-sporting. Um, well, I'm just talking yeah, in general. In general. Uh, Alexis, one of my friends. Good friend. Um, Good friend. He has a very long history of trying to give me constructive criticism. And he definitely comes at it at a very blunt way in the sense of he won't let any, like, he, he just kind of gets straight to the point. And it makes it sound like he's low-key hating because he's naming all the negatives. And then, boom. Right away, he just goes, this is how this is how you're gonna be that. Yeah. Okay. So here's a question that I'm 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 gonna ask you. In, in the sense of that, do you think your friends and us like highlighting your negatives was a way to like put you down, or just highlight the things that you need to either cut down or you need to like 
work on just for yourself, not like for other people. Like, do you like, like, do you think about those times, or is it just like, is it just straight like you know, this person hating on me or? No, I I would say honestly, it depends on the amount of negative they give me. Because, like, if you're just naming negative after negative after negative, I feel like, you know, it's not really helping. But if you're naming, like, a negative that I'm positive, you did, and then, you know, another negative and see, like, hey, you got to fix this, and then you name a positive, then I feel like it's, like, the negatives that are going to float through my mind a lot more because you always want to focus more on the negative when it comes to, like, fixing something. And so, like, obviously, like, if you're doing that type of pattern course is like it's gonna help me with like reconstruction but if you're just naming negative after negative after negative i'm like i don't know where to start so yeah. yeah. you know now i, I will uh, the one thing i do because i do feel like we're getting negative i think one positive thing i have noticed is that you are a person who doesn't necessarily get too high or too low you more so you try to stay even kill as best you can and you do have you have a reputation of being as cliche as it sounds, a real one, a person who doesn't really, you know, there's not too much BS involved. In terms of character, how would you describe, like, your, like, how do you put your character and, like, how you describe yourself? And is there ways that you look at other people and how you judge people's characters and go, eh, you're kind of, you're weird, or, you know what, you're someone I, I could be around. Is there, is there a thought process to that? Or is it more so just, yeah, just feeling? Um, honestly, it's a mixture of both. Like, obviously, you're going to have feeling about something. Mm-hmm. But, like, me personally, I see myself as somebody that likes to hang around in the background. Mm-hmm. You know, pop up for a little bit of light sometimes, you know. Yeah, that sounds like a prison sentence, right? No, no, no. no. <laughs> but, <laughs> so, nah. I block and a couple of days ago after some sun. No, nah, like, I, I'm definitely a person that likes attention. So, but, like, you know, I'm not... It's like a person you always gonna see in the spotlight. Attention or <laughs> on occasion, <laughs> on occasion, you <laughs> mean all the time. Nah, well, but I still like to be in the background. Like that's like what I'm favored because honestly, I don't I don't know how to put this in in a way. I really don't have like a a lot of pull with my with my words with my voice. Like I don't very I don't have a very man when he whips his dick out. <laughs> yeah, and like so my character I would say is more like way back you know just yeah this guy but yeah and but like how you judge it though is definitely about how like they, they carry themselves okay like Elvin I can tell he's an alpha dog with the kid he likes to he likes to be in the spotlight he likes to be you know making decisions he like he likes I wouldn't to say he's no spotlight I do like making decisions I like to be. I like to be in the executive role. I like to be well, exactly as far away from the cameras as possible. Well, you yeah, but like the spotlight comes with like you know decision making and stuff like that. And like, well, describe will describe him right now. Look you're more of like the type of person that yeah. you see a lot more in the gym, but like you like to stay low key on the court. <laughs> you you're not the type of guy that just wants to be like, oh hey, this is me. I'm out here like. Fuck out of here, I'm a regulator. I'm but yeah, like you're the type of person that has the ability, but he doesn't like to show his ability all the time. He likes to let you know, let everybody do their thing first, and I'm gonna do my thing. You know what? I want to start a new segment with all of our guests because Adnan does not say a lot of things on the show, but I would like to make him a topic of 
discussion every now and then. Oh, we're you started growing facial hair from now. Yes, sir. We got a little, 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 little something on the chin. Little little something, something. Little. How would you rate out on the to for the one time? Look at right down the face. Honestly, it's, it's low-key goaded. I ain't gonna lie. Let's see them white. Come on out. Let's see a smile. Jesus, come on. How did it turn to me? Because you, that's why. In the ranks of goatee, it's very, very plush. You should let me trim it up for you. He said plush. I'm letting it grow for like a little bit, then I'm trimming it. It's very plush. So, question, are you looking for it to connect at some point in time? No. You should let me trim it for you. No. You, no. No, no, no. Who do you think trims my beard? Constantly. You? I can't make a fishing man. Nah, y'all should let me trim it. I'll beat you right. Yes, let's trust the only person who has zero facial hair. <laughs> Will, first of all, I would not take that disrespect lightly. <laughs> all I'm gonna say, all I'm gonna say is, uh, hit up my boy at Colby and look at look at when I done his fucking beard. I'm telling you, folks. I, I I'm sorry if I don't see any chin hair on your chin. I cannot trust. First of all, fuck you. <laughs> Second hey, of all, clean, hey, clean shaven faces have always been in. I'm just saying. When it comes to beards, I still quiet. Unless you're a barber, that's the only that's the only exception. If I see you, okay. If you're a barber, if I can see, if you cut hair up here, then I can I can give you a shot. I'm telling I'm telling you, if you just give me one shot to like. I'm also you saying right. you twist your dread. I see you twist your hair a couple times. Scared. First of all, <laughs> first of all, that's because twist less time. Than that's than because time. my hair was just dry and I was doing it because I was stressed. Anyways. So, anyways, what are you giving on out of ten? Out of ten? Okay, are we talking like out of all beards or strictly both? I'm talking just the looks. It's like how it looks on him. I give him a solid oh, on seven point five. Oh, on you? It's a solid eight point five on you. Yeah, that's right. That's the best suited thing for you, honestly. I can't imagine you would be different type of person. We're also coming out with an Instagram for the podcast. The Eventually, with Adnan's lights out there. I just have to it. Anyways, we'll put it in the description. But. I want people to DM us with unknowns ratings for his go-to. We, we will put a picture out there. Don't you stress. We will. It's already on my Instagram. We'll, we'll, we'll look his Instagram. Look his go-to. Let's go to yeah, plug the Instagram. Exactly. So we will. We'll do it. <laughs> Anyways, next question. Well, wait, where were we? Are y'all going in lines with questions? Are y'all just going like I have a question. You got first. Are y'all, are y'all going to have a quick fire? <laughs> Actually, I do have a question about your skin care. Oh. So Elvir, if you don't know him, he, he had, it's really weird because throughout his entire childhood, this man had the clearest skin I think any child could wish for. Isn't that like, just called puberty? Well, it is puberty. Yeah, but like, his hit him like a fucking dump truck, though. Like, it was, like, he had, like, think of your skin, but like, even clearer. That's even possible. Like, that's how clear his skin y'all, was. Y'all, y'all don't know me. And then, what was it? Around high school, like freshman year? Around then? I was a sophomore. Just kind of, me and I didn't know you. Yes, I did. Yeah. Well, he, what are you talking about before high school? Like, I'm talking about like junior high. But um, well, anyways, how is, how, how is it, how does it feel like to be a person with acne? Or not, like, can, can we agree it was pretty bad acne? Probably. Oh, yeah. yeah. What does it feel like to be someone out just in public? With acne, is that like something that's on your mind constantly? Is that something that like you don't really think about unless it's pointed out? What's the what's the vibe on that? So honestly, it begins at the start of it. It begins as an insecurity, 
to be honest, because like once you start seeing like how the pimples grow and like the redness on your face, you're just like, I don't even want to go outside right now because like, people are going to see this. But then, like, I've had it for like two, three years now. And honestly, like, even when people point it out, I just grew into it because I've had it for so long. And like, now I'm just like, well, if it, if it goes away, it goes away. If it doesn't, then I guess I'm already moved with it. Do you clean your face? Yeah. What, what, was there any specific thing that kind of got you to like be comfortable with it? Or was that just a natural process? Um, was there something that like you were like, was it, or was it just one day you were like, you know what? I, I live with this. It is what it is. Well, yeah. It, well, also, it does take support of people about you. Like, you, if you have people constantly telling you around you, like, oh, your face looks terrible, or like, like, yeah, like, if you, if you have that constant hatred, like, around you, then it's going to be a lot harder to be comfortable with it. If you got people that are just like, bro, your face doesn't even look that bad, like, even, even if they're like, low-key lying to you, if it is pretty bad, and it's, and they say it's not that bad, it still does help your confidence. Oh, I see, like, one of your French <laughs> But like you know, that that's just honestly what it takes. It, it takes confidence to just to get comfortable with it, and then like after you get comfortable, you're like, okay, whatever happens, happens. Okay. Oh, here I want to switch on a different note, and I want to kind of go um, deeper within your own life. What? What has been the biggest thing that has affected your overall just mental health, physicality, and like what has been the one thing that's just been like tearing at you? Um, so I can definitely say so. I'd say around maybe fourth or fifth grade in, in elementary. Before that time, I used to be like an extremely skinny kid. Like I, I was like average size like i wasn't big and i was a little skinny but i wasn't like bony, like like you know how some of these bony people are now then once fourth or fifth grade came around it was like my parent my dad was like hey you're looking really pale and i was like so yeah he was like you gotta start eating more because i feel like you're not getting like the right vitamins and nutrients that you need right now and so once that happened i took it a little out of hand and then by the time like fifth and sixth grade got around, like I I just got extremely overweight at that age. I was very immobile, so I physically like I was terrible at a young age, and that affected my mental health. Because honestly, like I, I my confidence was low. Yeah, you couldn't move like a, like yeah. these other kids were moving in fifth and sixth grade. Yeah, because, you know naturally, like with, especially with that progression, you would expect to be. Run it like at least to be a par. Like you're not gonna be beating the fastest kid in school, but you can keep up. You want to just be average. Yeah. Well, but it it got to such a bad point to where literally if I tried to race somebody, it would trip like a third through. Like I would start losing my balance, losing my feet. I would trip over my own feet. Like as soon as I got like a third way through the race, I would lose instantly. Like it got that bad. Like I literally had no sense of direction. I had no sense. Like I had no balance. Like physically, I was done. Like I was terrible, and that that honestly kind of carried on through junior high as well, and then got a little better through high school. But then what changed was the shelter. But when I got to the shelter, that's when everything changed. I started getting more um, active, walking around, taking trains. I used to 
something, but long came with that not eating much. I didn't really eat much. I maybe ate. So you really, really couldn't eat. Though, yeah, I couldn't eat. I, was, I didn't have money. I didn't have any of that. I couldn't really eat like, like I wanted to, but I was constantly out. And so once that came around, I was like, okay, yeah. And honestly, it was kind of like a coping mechanism for me mentally because of the fact that I was in a shelter with many other people on bus days. Yeah. So it's like, you know, being out, it's like, it's kind of giving you motivation to do better. And then, you know, so that helped my physical and mental growth. But then once I got out of that, I mean, it stayed pretty, pretty consistent. And then, but yeah, I guess I'm still the same way. Now today, obviously, fluctuates a little, both of them, but yeah, no drastic changes like okay. that. So. so now I kind of want, so when I did my interview, I kind of felt like looking back on, I think I, I painted our parents kind of in a crappy light. Not necessarily that they weren't, like, but they were no by any means the best parents ever. But I do think they kind of treated you a little bit, I wouldn't say better, but differently than they treated me. Naturally, because me being the older sibling, me being the little sibling, there's going to be a difference there. How, growing up, what was your pers- like perspective or perception of like our parents? Because mine was always like, mom was just the loud, supportive, but the loud, obnoxious parent. Bob was kind of just the quiet demeanor, doesn't really care too much. How was how it How was it for you in terms of like how our parents were? Honestly, I had one, like just one like visual and opinion on them. Bob was the, he was the road man. He was always on the road. He was low key. Tired, always. He was just tired. Yeah. And mom, was always like that. Mm-hmm. Majority of the time. Well, well, before he started doing trouble, he, he, he was, was also tired. Well, he was also tired, though, because he wasn't making money. Yeah. So, he's always been tired. Masculinity. And so, but, and then mom, she was always the workforce type. Like, she would get tired very easily. Mm-hmm. She's a bigger woman, so she would get more fatigued. And, like, so they were like that, but they were also tough parents in the sense of like, I feel like I low key like didn't get equal opportunities as you because I wasn't able to try out for like sports teams. Like, they were they were definitely more protective. Oh, hundred percent. Like honestly, they let me lose. I feel like life would be a lot better right now if I played sports in high school. Yeah, it would have it would have helped me keep my body in touch. It would have helped me make f- more friends than I have now. Would have helped me, you know, have a visual on like what playing sports is, like genuinely, yeah. rather than not just playing like pickleball or something. I could have actually like, like trained, yeah, organized sports. Like, I could have done that. I will say hindsight is twenty twenty, but I also think that it can go both ways. At least when you look at it from their perspective, yeah. Because mom had seen me get two yeah. contractions on the football field, yeah, obviously. and the one game where I actually got knocked out of a football game, I got dropped off from my coach at home and my mom was like what's going on and i'm like uh I, my head hurts and then the day later i find out i have a concussion so i think in her head she was like by any means necessary like elder would, would fall down it's just like if, if we were playing basketball and she was watching and he'd fall she'd freak out well she was extremely protective she would she would freak out and it's and I, 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 a lot of it, I think, has to do with the fact that you're a lot smaller than I am. 100%. So when I took hits and I, like, would just bounce off, it was like, okay, well, he's this huge kid. 
But then, like, I think they still look at you as that little skinny kid in, like, first and second grade that, like, couldn't do anything. And I think when you would, like, try to play basketball and stuff like that, they'd be like, ah, yeah. he's not going to handle the physical side of that. Yeah. He's not going to be able to handle the wear and tear. And because Bobo did play soccer when he was a teenager. And I, in his head, he looked at me as, like, the more physically imposing. He's like, okay, well, football practice, he can handle that. He can handle the condition. He can handle that. I think sometimes we look at juniors like, I don't want to put him through something and have him dash his hopes because he gets he just came to work to the bone. Yeah. And, so, I mean, and honestly, I don't put it all on them because, you know, they did have their, like, limits, but, like, mm-hmm. I was just trying to get whatever sport I could at the, like, at the high school level because yeah. I really didn't really have a chance at soccer because mm-hmm. our soccer team was really good. But even if they, even if I did get a shot at it, my grades were up to par at the time, and so I was just trying to like get whatever I could in another year. But I just didn't have time. Like I don't know, my high school dreams of like sports kind of just faded. Mm. Essentially, they they just faded, and that that honestly put me in a mental state. But I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, but I mean, judging off of them though, like they have been great. Honestly, to me, like always provided me with what I needed, and so honestly, yeah, I'm in good content with them even today. Now, going off of sports though, because I mean, I think anyone who knows you knows you're a gigantic sports fan. Have you have you thought about? Because I know, like, we're never able to be an athlete, Mm -hmm. but I, I have. A few friends who've done all the journalism and stuff like that. Have you thought about like if you? Because I know you plan on going back to school. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about maybe getting into like sports journalism? Yeah. Or like just some sort of capacity, like sports management or something like that, where like you can still kind of see out your sports dreams, but in a different light. Yeah, I I definitely have thought about that. I mean, honestly, you know, low key would have been because obviously you never know what's gonna happen in life. Like, mm-hmm. Hell, I might not even be able to go to school. If, like to that extent, but you know, if the case does that, I can go to school. Like, obviously, like I would do something in sports because that's my passion. Sports, yeah. sports is my passion. Everybody has their passion, yeah. you know. Like, so and honestly, because like, whenever you go to college, you want to do what you love. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, since I'm probably not going to be an athlete, like a world famous athlete mm-hmm. or something, you know, I still want to be surrounded with what I love. So yeah. even if I could be like a freaking basketball announcer, mm-hmm. I would be like, yeah, I'm doing what I love. So, and to be back off that, I know there's a bunch of, because, you know, you got sports manager, you have broadcasting, journalism, you got, mm-hmm. is there, is there a specific area that you think that you would thrive in, in terms of like the sports arena? Mm-hmm. Like, and it could be any, like, it could be the, like, hell, it could be even like advertising or like marketing or something like that. Like, is there something that like coaching? Yeah. You think you'd be a good coach? I think I Loki could be a good coach because, yeah. well, a lot of people can get behind me, so that's number one. You can get the motivation, mm-hmm. but then also like, I know so much about sports. Like mm-hmm. it's like I can, and I honestly like I could obviously learn more about sports like deep down, mm-hmm. but even from what I know right now, I think I could be a solid assistant coach. And I could see you yeah. being a videographer. Videographer, like I could see you being either the guy who's like the cameraman or 
the guys who like film the games for the coaches, so they have a film to study. Oh, yeah, I can see you doing that. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I, yeah, I can see myself doing that type of thing too. Yeah, for sure. Because I know you love watching the game. Yeah. Now, the one thing that I think we haven't discussed is your impeccable shoe game. Oh. A man who has prided himself off of his shoe game. Dare I say? When when did you get a love for shoes? When, when was the first time that happened? The, when was that? Because I know you didn't love shoes when you were little. Yeah, not as much as I do now. I mean, honestly, when did this kind of come into fruition? Honestly, it it did start younger. To be honest, like obviously watching basketball players and like yeah. seeing those social media, like, oh damn, brother, we got some, we got some sick ass shoes, brother. Yeah. But mainly, the person that got me like all into it was Alexis. Mm-hmm. Like back in high school, like he used to always talk about like, bro, like do you see who got these new fours? Like, bro, the new the new fives just dropped, like type thing. And I was like, God, that sounds interesting. Let me get that. Like, let me try and get into that. Okay. I feel like that would be a dope thing to learn. And yeah, and so I started just like I just started researching shoes and everything. I was like, huh, these actually look kind of sick. And then I learned a way to buy shoes at like uh, at a uh, more convenient rate, I guess, uh, in the sense of like payments. Obviously, and honestly, like people are gonna be like, nah, like that, nah, I don't, I don't trust. Well, I think a lot. I think more people do it. Yeah, hundred percent. Because I, I don't. I, there's not a lot of people I know that can just drop four hundred dollars on a pair of shoes yeah. and not feel it. And it, and it, and honestly, it makes the price look better if you do it to payments. Mm-hmm. It makes the price look way better. Yeah. Do you get more excited over streetwear or like sportswear? In terms of what? Like if you're like if you're on the Nike app, right? Okay. You you see some like you see some like just casual like let's say a new like pair of Air Maxes drop. But then, right next to it, you see like a new pair of like Kobe's just released, or not Kobe's, but like LeBron's. What? Which one is catching your eye more, the streetwear or the sportswear? Honestly, because normally I don't play as often as I want to, I would say streetwear yeah. because I can wear that a lot more than I can literally wear it to anything. But um. The sports where I would also heavily catch mine because obviously when you're balling, it kind of gives you a sense of confidence in that sense. They both give you confidence. Yeah. You got nice shoes, gives you confidence, especially but like when you're playing basketball or something like that, or like if you got like some new uh, football cleats. Yeah. Bro, you are performing your ass off if that shit happens. Like yeah. honestly, like people are gonna look at you and like they're gonna start to hype you up. That automatically gives you. <laughs> And so, honestly, it's like 50-50 depending on the situation, but from mm-hmm. each street. Well, okay. What's the what's your goaded colorway for any shoe? Like, you see a, that colorway, it is goaded. It is Bulls top colorway. You already know. Bulls, Bulls <laughs> you already know. You, red and black or red and white. Is there an each red? On that, is, that, is that the goaded one? Nah. Or is it? I is think you're wrong, bro. Like, my... my I, 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 mine personally, either for streetwear, it's the UNC ones for me. I love the light blue, but then for court, honestly, I've, I've always fucked with the Grinch Kobe's. Yeah, no, so honestly, it honestly depends on which one we're talking about. If we're talking streetwear, yes, red, white, and black. But if we're talking courts, honestly, you can go for, I, I would take any bright color. Oh, she done popped in. Elver's girlfriend has made an appearance, ladies and gentlemen. 
go crazy. Honestly, like I would wear pink basketball shoes. I would wear pink basketball shoes. Well, if you if you could get any athletes, uh, uh, I had this conversation with someone. For me, it's honestly between Kyrie's and Kobe's. Really? It's between Kyrie's and Kobe's. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know what it is about Kyrie's, but. That design on the sole of Kyrie's, like it's just so nice, right? Bro, I, for, like just the design of it, the format of it. I'm just like, bro, it looks so clean. This was forever ago, but I remember. You remember when PG had issues? And they were coming out, everyone was wearing them, and then Zion wore them at a Duke game, and they just wore off. So yeah, like, yeah. I loved PG's up until that. Once PG's, once that happened, I was like, I can't mess with PG's. Bro, there's always something that can happen to explosions. Yeah. I hate LeBron's. I'm sorry, LeBron. But I hate LeBron's. I feel like are LeBron's. I feel like for well, just for me in general, like I like I have to have I have to have a lighter shoe only because like my feet are already so heavy as it is. And I feel like LeBron's are great for my feet. Don't get me wrong, because of the wideness and everything. But like, bro, feels like it honestly depends on feels your like style. For me, I'm so big though, and I cut so fast that my frame I need support. And LeBron gives me. I would wear Kobe's more if Kobe's had wide score, but Kobe's see, a low but you, you see, and that's you see, you see, <laughs> you see, and that's my problem. Like, <laughs> damn, <man. laughs> he's like, let me take that real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, Ronda awesome. <laughs> brought pasta and this nigga will decide he was gonna eat some of it. You are fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just wanted to bite. Yeah, I don't ever want to hear you. That was two bars, motherfucker. Yeah. I need my carbs. But so overall, it, it, what's your favorite shoe? Just before we'll decide, what is the one shoe that if you could have yeah. at any price point, what did you have? Honestly, any shoe, any sportswear, streetwear, what? What's the one shoe that if it, at any price, Ooh. if anyone, if someone said, "I'm giving you your." Your shoe for free right now. What should you grab? Like, okay, you are at, we going sports and street? We can do both. Yes, okay. one sports, one street. You sports, sports. I'll go Grinches because yeah. they're so expensive. They're like how much are they? Bro, they're over a grand, dude. Did you did you hear uh, about Kian, uh Carmelo Anthony's son? He says he gets them like directly from Vanessa Bryant. That's crazy. Like, I was like, imagine getting shoes from Kobe's wife. Getting Kobe's that's from his wife. That's crazy. But anyways. But yeah, so Grinch, Grinch is for sports, but for street, that's crazy. I would, I would probably go. This is such a, this is such a common one, but I would probably go Fire Red Forest. Okay, that makes sense. Those pretty nice though. Fire Red Forest, definitely. So any shoe, that's that's a shoe you grab. Yeah, because I don't have a pair of fours right now, but I, I just think fours are the cleanest Jordans. I feel like you get some ones. One, ones are fire. Ones are fires, but. And honestly, that's why fours are the most expensive out of all the Jordans because they just have like. Aren't they re-releasing some ones this year? I feel like they are. Probably. But if I if I had to go for ones, I would definitely go for like some OG like Jordans, like Jordan ones, some OG ones, like just the the uh, Chicago. You know you know how they have those uh those tra- the Travis Scotts. Well, if you if you bought I a shoe for like fifteen bucks, would you wear it? Okay, unpopular opinion. Would you opinion, put the in the box? Unpopular opinion: Travis Scotts are so. Really? Damn. Dude, I hate really? Travis Scott. I hate you. Dude, I don't. I, I feel like the person, like, bro, 
I don't like the reverse light. Yeah, but color I feel like the brown like, colorway is. The brown colorway is okay, yeah, and like it probably has some, like very good quality. <laughs> it, no, it has very good quality, most likely. That reverse Nike is just really? not it. Well, I think they have versions where there isn't a reverse Nike. I know, but but that's like the Travis Scott like. Yeah, I did. Is the reverse Nike? I just don't like it at all. I would, I would, I would buy them, but at the same time, I don't know if I could ever wear them because if you paid fifteen hundred bucks for a shoe, I could not. So many people are gonna do shit for that. By the way, I don't think so. I, I, to be fair, I feel like that's an underrated take. I feel like a lot of people think that they just don't say it out loud. Because Travis Scott, like, how many people are shitting on Travis Scott? Well, exactly. That's a random ass thing to say. Exactly. And he's such a popular dude. It's like, yeah, I respect what he's doing. Like, not a lot of people have Jordan Browns. Yeah. Or, like, you know, you know, or the off whites. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Like, when it's off white, or what is this? How do you feel about the off white Chicago Bull collab? Oh, That was crazy. I'm not going to lie. That collab. Bro, that collab. Those Letterman jackets? No, okay, tell me why when the Letterman dropped, I literally looked at my account and I spent an exact amount of money for shipping, handling, everything. I'm not gonna lie, they did exactly mean dirty. It looks like he wanted to. Jesus Christ, I actually seen that. Like, his goes up to like his belly button. It's weird. It's like, yo, they did not get his correct. Yo, they're going for $3,900. Jesus. Damn. No, wait, wait, wait. Like, that's what I'm saying. Yo, yo, can I get an update on that Grizzlies Bulls game real quick? I guess. Yes, you can. I'm going to. We're, we're, we're sports fanatics over here. Don't stress. Yeah, I need an update. Uh, we're down by 10. That's not terrible. Okay, yeah. It's not Three out of 39. That's not terrible. Bro, it's Grizzlies, bro. Well, that's not terrible. But, yeah. Popular opinion the Grizzlies are officially the most hated team in the NBA. No. Fuck them. All right. The Bears hated more than the Grizzlies. The Warriors? No. After Steph went down, nobody nobody even cares about the Warriors that much. Or the Lakers. No, people just hate on the Lakers because LeBron. That's really it. Oh, you see how they're they're trying to uh, drive LeBron out of LA or whatever? They're trying. They're they're, they're they're talking about it or something like that. I don't know. Does he have a no trade clause? I feel like he does. I don't know about that. I don't know. I know they've been trying to trade Russell Westbrook for like 100%. (laughs) Russell Westbrook at this point is just having going. He doesn't hey, give a fuck about a ring ring. Real talk. He's getting the paycheck. If it was a straight, <laughs> if it was, man's getting paid forty-seven million dollars a year just to sit on the bench. Jack up bricks. Hey, real talk. If Zach Levine got traded for AD straight up, I'm taking that trade. Yes. <laughs> Not even a thought process. Okay. Uh, actually, depending if he's fit. If he's if he's getting injured every game like he is now, no. I feel like that would be but so if he's healthy. Big, okay, so you're gonna be healthy. Yeah, I, I, that's, Ooh, actually, well, no, wait, Ooh, that's wait, tough. Levine, actually, Levine for AD, really? But no, I, I, I would take it strictly because DeMar DeRozan can play the two again. Have yeah, the three, and then AD can play the four because we have Vooch, and he would be like defensive nah. player. Would take it. Okay, that oh, would that's tough though. No, 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 because Zach and if Lonzo came back. No, okay, if we're talking if both players are always healthy, like they don't get exactly why Zach's not always healthy. No, I know, exactly. That's, that's why I said it's tough because, say, they're both healthy. Like, I'm, I'm taking AD. I don't know, man. Because AD, when healthy, is an MVP candidate. Bro, when that's Zach, a top three player in the NBA if he's healthy. Plus, I just feel like if Drummond, if Drummond took the double zeros and then AD wore a three, that would be low key sick as well. I want AD to go back. Oh, wait, he can't wear something. <laughs> I forgot. Imagine if Jordan let him, like, 
Jordan retired his number in the AD World 23. That would be sick. That would be crazy. That would be so like that would be ground. That would be more. That would be more like popular news than LeBron breaking the all-time sport record. Oh, that's happening tonight. I forgot. What he's breaking? He's supposed to break. Well, no. Isn't it like sixty something? Tickets for that game were going for as high as ninety-two thousand dollars. It was insane. What the fuck? And okay, sorry, Elvira. I know we kind of got off track and started talking about some stuff. This is um, great. Nice to talk about. Just to, uh, yeah. say that, that's just, to, just to you know, kind of like start to wrap things up here. Great. Out of out of all time, out of like all the sports that you want right. to play, you've seen, you follow. What's the one sport that you never wanted to play, but you always found interesting? Baseball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We've actually yeah. sat and watched baseball games. I've he would never he would I've never always been intrigued. That I've always been intrigued, but I'm just scared shit listening <laughs> to that. I've seen some no. fucking image, like yes. I've seen some images. No, it's I've definitely seen, scary. I've, I've seen you watch scary. the fucking hit by pitch compilations. Yeah, I've, I've seen compilations of that shit, and that no, like dude, uh, that shit scares me. Or like be or like being in outfield and you just have to fly ball. That fly ball can end up on your face because. The sky can be cloudy, so it's white or gray, <laughs> and you just have a white baseball, tiny as hell, floating in the air. You want to know what's over here? I'll tell you this story just because, oh, it, it, like, what you're describing, like, everything that you're describing right now happened exactly. Oh, boy. So, it was one of my all-star games, and literally, so, we're go out, we're warming up, you know, and I, I'm a catcher, okay? Everybody knows this, like, if you see me play, you know I'm a catcher. Yeah. Full heart, I'm behind the plate. My coach decided it was a great idea to make me catch some fly balls because, you know, um, this it's other kid, yeah, this other kid on All-Stars, he also could catch too. And he wanted both of us in, you know? And so it was either I DH'd, caught, or I played left field, right? Mm-hmm. So I was out there, you know, take just taking my warm-ups like usual. Mm-hmm. And so literally as, so you described how like the clouds, they... You know, yeah. cover the sun and everything. Sun was right out, and you know, normally when it's still when, hard to see the sun. Yeah, exactly. Too. As a baseball player, you know this. When the sun is out, you put your you glasses. Need you your glasses, your, dude. You no. need your glasses. No, but when the sun is out and you don't have glasses, you put your glove up to cover the sun so you can see the shadow of the ball. And then once it comes close, that's when you move and you make the catch. Okay. So I was doing that like normal. But then, as as the ball started falling, the clouds started covering the sun, and so I lost the ball, and I couldn't find it. Literally, I was right under the ball, and I put my glove up right here, and you just see the ball slowly just right in my fucking left eye. And so, coach starts freaking out. He's like, "Fuck, fuck, fuck!" Like he got hit with a fly ball. I'm like, "Bro, I'm good. Just give me like." <laughs> Just give me a little bit of ice in five minutes and I'll be chilling, bro. Right? Like, yeah. And then I went on, and then, you know, me and my team went on to win the game. But yeah. I really, I really like that you brought that up because baseball is like, it's a tough it's sport. It, it, it's a tough sport, man. Like, people, okay, and here's what people say about baseball it's boring and, like, you know, like, they, it, look at baseball like a chess game in a sense. Yeah. That, that's what baseball okay. is because every pitch, every, like, play that you make it's it's calculated so like you. if you mess up that could be like for instance 
you get an easy ground ball, you're playing third base, you get an easy ground ball that should be an out, and you overthrow your first baseman. That get the that play alone could determine the entire game. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I got you though. Hey, I'm gonna give both of you guys a scenario right now. Which one's harder? Hitting a baseball or saving a soccer penalty? What's harder? Hitting a baseball or saving a soccer penalty? What's harder? Here well hey, hey, I, coming you gotta look okay. at the percentage. Here, well here, the state. What's the stake? Because there's are we talking like top of top like are we talking full pressure World Series versus, full, full, full pressure? Are we talking like game seven of a World Series versus like the World Cup final? Yes. Like, okay. a, like a penalty shootout versus like ninth inning, you're down by one in the World Series. And you need to hit. Here, here's here's what I'm gonna say because just just from my baseball perspective, anyways, like I feel like I could clutch. I I feel like it'd be easier for me to clutch up in soccer only because of the fact that like when your eye is trained to look at a small moving target over and over and over again. Naturally, the larger the object, it's easier to pick up on. So, like, yeah. for instance, football. Like, it's very easy for me to catch a football and, like, spot, like, mm-hmm. and, like for me, with my hand, like, spot, like, the exact place I need to put them to make a clean catch or else it slips out of my hands. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, in a sense of soccer, you can kick a soccer ball at me. Because here's the thing. I'm not looking at your eyes. I'm looking at your foot. Because you, me and you could be, like, like it's me. all about eye movement. It's all about eye movement. Well, you don't know where you're gonna kick the ball. Like you have to. Okay, I'm not well, saying you only look at the eyes, but you have to look at. And eyes. and as a baseball player too, like I also look at hips because the thing is, is your body, your it like that's why I don't look at eyes. I look at the body because truly, like I could be looking left and I could go right. Right. I could be looking right and go right, but like if I see that your body's turned left. And your eyes are looking right. You're going left. Hundred yeah. percent. You're going left. People so, people have set body postures for certain shots. Like if you're going to go left, you're gonna have a certain foot placement. You're gonna have a certain hip movement. You're gonna have a certain run up. But if you're shooting right, because honestly, me personally, it's really hard for me to shoot on the left side. I always go right. I think. Right. I think the only reason why I would say soccer is a little bit harder is I think. Partially because goalkeepers have a lot of restrictions on them in terms of what. So, like, in a hit, so we, we, you have to stay on the line. When it, yeah, exactly. So, and on top of that, the runner, like the the, the penalty shooter, he he can like jump up. He can like he can fuck up your whole timing. He can go as slow as he wants. Or yeah. He can go as fast as he can. You can't dictate it. It is literally as soon as he kicks the ball, you have. A millisecond to choose a side. That's the thing about baseball. But with baseball, once once a pitcher goes into a windup, he has to pitch. It's true. Unless, unless I mean, unless he's trying to you know get someone out at first. Well, well, and, but realistically, once a pitcher starts his windup, he's got to shoot it. I don't shoot it. I got a heavy. I got a heavy argument for soccer. Right? Plus, and like, the other thing is on the line because if a, if a goalkeeper, so with VAR, which is like the new. Replay system. Yeah. If a goalkeeper he's locks his it, line. If he's if his back heel is even that far off of the goalkeeping line, it's a retake. The shooter gets another chance. And he, and your foot has to be on it, it, you only need one foot, but it has to be at least one foot on the line. And if it's not, they gotta take another retake. And so I think that's the only reason because I mean baseball, I has, don't know. 
here, here's the thing. The reason I think the reason why I say baseball is just harder is just because of the fact that we don't have that chance. And like you feel like you feel me because like like here's the thing. Like e- e- like when that does happen, and I'm really glad you brought that up because when that does happen, yes, you can stop everything, review it. If in baseball, if there's a call that you don't like, oh well, suck it up, bud. You have to live with that call, and like especially if we're going like World Series ninth inning. Like two outs, you're the last hope. Like that's. I feel like we need this as a neutral calendar. Yeah, I feel oh, like 100%. we all need to. We need to step in the back against Kobe pitching us. Oh shit! Yeah, I'll give you some as a goalkeeper. I'm gonna be honest. I, I do not. I do not think. I do not think you guys want to face a guy like Kobe, especially if I'm behind him. He is a good fucking pitcher. I, no, okay. I mean, I have faced guys with. But it, no, like here, here, here. Here's the thing. It doesn't matter how hard you throw. It doesn't matter. Like, and, and I and I and I'll say this through. Like, I'll say this throughout my eternity. Like till I die. It doesn't matter how hard you throw, right? It doesn't matter how big you are. You cannot defeat someone who knows the game. Like who knows the game. Like Kobe. like here's the thing. Colby not only can throw hard, but he's smart with his pitches. He knows like, loopholes too. It, exactly, and and and, he, and here's the thing. And here's the thing. The one thing that made that would have made me and Colby such a really great duo on the field is just our awareness. Mm-hmm. So, like you know, he'll kind of do his thing on the mound, kind of not looking at you or whatever. But he is. He's like he's seeing how you get in the box. He's seeing how you get settled. If you if you like crowd the plate, he's gonna show you that hey, you better not crowd the plate. But if you get in, you settle in, you know, middle in the box but deep, he knows that you're respecting his feet. And so he's gonna throw you a lot more off. Yeah. And, and and so those are those are kind of things that you gotta take into account. And I mean like I do I like to settle that debate, like that would be fun. Just, you know, getting out there and like Well, well I also I also have a huge argument for soccer in this sense, because look you have multiple chance, like you got three strikes to go. Like you, you have three chances to hit that ball. If you don't hit it, oh well, you have another two. In soccer, one and done. Well, here, here's what I will say. But it could be one and done too yeah. off of that hit. Oh I, yeah, my, my only argument to piggyback off of that. Yeah, here's the other thing though. In baseball, in all reality, that pitcher has to throw in the strike zone. No, if you if you're if you're a smart enough batter. Yeah, the pitcher is the if you if you're good at not chasing and if you're if you're pretty disciplined, the the pitcher is gonna have to throw into the strike zone eventually, or he's just gonna walk. In soccer, and I know this because I've played against dudes who are really good at striking the ball. When a dude, unless you are six foot eleven, and you have a wingspan of like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, if a dude hits a ball perfectly in the top right corner or top left, you have corner, no chance of saving. You're not saving that. It and doesn't matter how good your reaction time is. It does. In all reality, from because yeah. those goals, they're about. I want to say they're about twelve to fifteen feet wide. No, probably wider. I don't know. And they're 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 like the average goalpost is about nine feet tall. Eight, yeah. you know, eight eight nine feet tall, and then it's about anywhere from fifteen to eighteen feet wide. If you're center, go, you, you have to jump to get to a top right bidding corner. Like yeah. you have got to get there. If a striker puts it right in the corner, you have no shot. 
I have never seen a goalkeeper from a penalty reach that corner but, and block yeah, something. But this is where this also goes. It's 24. 20, fucking hell. 24 feet across. I'm yeah. crying. But it's also this, though. It's the second, since you don't know where they're going, it's the second they strike it, you have to jump early. You have to like you, you can't. Pretty, you can't. So here, okay, so here, yeah. so here, here, here's the baseball. You so got like maybe half a second. Here, here's what I'm gonna say today. Here's what I'm gonna say today. Yes, you guys do deal with like the 24 foot height and like real, like yes, realistically, like unless if you're hitting, God, like unless if you're blessed with athleticism or like you just built your way up to that point, you won't stop that shot. But here's the thing: understand that we are pitching from 60 feet away. Yeah. We are throw. We are like. We're doing a we're overstretching like a motion for you know at least an hour and forty five minutes at a time you, you know and I can see how like you guys are like fatigued and it is like the final round. Well, I'm not, I'm not even. But saying. like here 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 here's what I'm gonna say. Here here's what I'm gonna say. Like in terms of reaction time, I feel like soccer and baseball are both on par because yes, you do because yeah. w- within soccer and within you know baseball there is moments where you know you can take it a little slow and uh-huh. then there's moments where you just have to go like you have to make a decision and go right yeah because you cannot hesitate right yeah. and the only reason why i say baseball is just a little bit harder is because of like just because of the mental like the mental toll it takes on because here's a because here's the thing, like I can understand in soccer, like that's stressful, you know. As a goalie, mm-hmm. like I have to stop this ball or I lose. As a striker, I have to make this. I have to make this penalty shot for my team. How equally is nerve Well, yeah. The only reason I brought up the the like top court thing is like because my deal is okay. If in baseball you put the best pitcher against the best hitter, in my in my opinion, the best hitter can look at the best pitcher and be like, I got this. Right? Put the best strikers in the world versus the best goalkeepers. Those best strikers, no matter how good a goalkeeper is, because like I said, there's goalkeepers who are 6'10", 6'11". If a striker hits that top corner, physically, there like you can add up, I'm sure there's a scientist who's figured it out. There is literally nothing humanely possible for you to get that shot if they put a top corner. Um, yeah. Like th- there are six eleven goalkeepers who've tried. You can't because again, it's you. There's, it's a twelve foot like gap between the middle and the goalpost. Now that's strictly speaking from center, but and but that's what I'm saying. Versus the best pitcher versus the best batter, I give that a fifty fifty shot because the best batters are well, okay. They're but like he, he, okay, and here's what, and the best batters are also really good at. Getting pictures frustrated enough to where they're yeah. like, I gotta put this in. The yeah, I mean, but you, I mean, you gotta put this into perspective. Like, but here's the thing: for soccer, for soccer, that argument rolls over as well because, like, the like because the thing is, is like, if you're gonna put the best goalkeeper against the best striker, right? Obviously, both of them are gonna look at each other and be like, Oh, I got it e- easily. Like, and, and I understand in baseball, like, yeah, you can look at it, you can. You can look at a guy and be like, yeah, I got him. And, like, you know, when the best of the best show, I feel like it's just, I don't know. Well, like, because, like, of course, you have those rare instances where, you know, top of the top of the been, corner. Yeah, well, right? but that's what but, I'm saying. There's goalkeepers who they've been interviewed, and they're like, because there's, like, reporters, they're like, have you, is there anything you can do for when that guy hits a top corner? And there's goalkeepers who have literally said, they're like, 
If that guy hits perfect top bins, top right corner, top left corner, I got nothing. I, I, I'm praying that he hits post or something. Like, I'll exactly, dive. Exactly. I will get there. I'll try my best. But if he gets the corner, I got nothing. Versus, like, a pitcher, like, a batter can sit there and be like, yeah, this guy probably has a really good changeup. He has probably a really good fastball. And he, a good batter, in my head, I'm like, okay, if, you, I, if I'm disciplined enough. skin the corner and get a strike on Wait, and, and I will say the other thing is, though, is you are right in the sense that baseball is harder because there's human error involved. So, like, a, a pitcher could get a ball right on the corner, perfect, right on the corner of the plate, and an ump could call it ball. And in soccer, you're sitting there, you're like, like that's yeah. fucked. Where soccer does it's have more to set in stone. It's more set in stone. So, in that, in that regard, you are right. Baseball is harder because there is a time where you just can't, you've got no control of that. There's nothing to argue with that. I mean, well, the MLB does have reviews now, but that's, I don't know how that, I, it's uh, reviews, not, reviews it's are, uh, it's reviews, the they, they don't, they never review balls and strikes. Because, well, they have challenges. Well, no, yeah, no. yeah, but like, the have challenges, but only in the professionals, they don't have it. Yeah, but the thing mm-hmm. is, is like, I, okay, I'm gonna just, well, actually, in the sense, we're gonna have a YouTube video. And then we'll put the yeah. debate, you know, yeah. to rest. And let so, me let me let me go back to a, one of my previous points. So you remember how I said like baseball is like one of those that were I was talking about like one of the hardest. Like I would never step in. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this also out there. Hockey. Hockey's one of those I would never play because I'm not a skate. But I am so intrigued. And you know something? The issue about baseball and hockey. We're talking about basketball and football. All around the world is so known. Like LeBron is known by everybody in the world. Well, baseball is more known than football. Okay, but yeah, I, I can put baseball in that conversation too. Can I talk about trash hockey and baseball advertisements? Mike Trout is one of the best athletes in the world, and he is only known and basically in, a, in I, the American. I take that. That part of that has to be like. Like how LeBron was when he first went when he was in Cleveland his first time. Mm. When you're with a trash ass organization who don't put pieces around you and you don't get playoff wins, you can be you can be the best player in the world, and in all reality, you're just not marketable because your team's not good. Wins equal marketability. Like LeBron when he was in Cleveland, I don't think there was that many international stars. But as soon as he went to Miami, he started winning championships. There was no kids in the Philippines going, hey, this motherfucker, he's pretty yeah, fucking well, but, this but, motherfucker. But right let's here. go a little bit. Like, yeah. I be, like, I believe it doesn't have to be Mike Trout. I, 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 I just believe if you put Mike Trout on the Yankees, Mike Trout is the most well known athlete in the world. I genuinely believe that. Well, actually, I have one thing. Actually, I want one more thing. We gotta start wrapping up. Kiss my ass. I, I, no. Yes, we do it right now. Hands off. Do this. So I'm saying so hockey is. I mean, they're our first guy. So now I want, I, I, I don't want everyone to get on this. So, and I'm doing this from the, the the four major sports: so soccer, basketball, football, baseball. Give me your favorite athlete from each sport. So ever which one? So football, baseball, basketball, soccer. Ooh, that's and, and, and not best, not like who you think is your favorite, just a personal player that was the favorite to you that you looked at, you're like that motherfucker. So, what was a uh, baseball, football, soccer, and basketball? Um, basketball. I'll, I'll go first. So, you ba- baseball, basketball, no, basketball, we have the same. Who, who you got? Derek Rose. Actually, the, the, you're gonna hate me for this. 
So Derrick Rose was my he's like oh, so player that I, I do love the most. Like if you if you ask me why I love Derrick Rose, I don't know. My favorite player though ever was Luol Deng. What the <laughs> fuck? Ain't no way. He's bro. the reason he's the reason I put number nine on all my books. Oh fuck no. <laughs> oh fuck no. Ain't no yes. way, bro. Luol Deng is my favorite basketball player ever. I love Luol Deng. Oh fuck no. Yeah, I watched Luol Deng highlight videos. <laughs> oh fuck no. Okay, okay. Let's let's get on this. And then soccer, hitting Jacob, of course. Yeah. Football, I think uh you know. Devin Hester. Yep. I love Devin Hester. And then baseball. Baseball's tough. I had a lot of favorite baseball players. But my all-time favorite has to be Jermaine Dye. From the White Sox, the championship team. Yeah. That was my favorite player. He wore 23, too. I think that's what made him my favorite. Ooh. I just love his number. <laughs> but, yeah, those are my those are my four best. All right, I'll favorites. go last. I know. I know. I'll go now. I know you know some players. Don't at me. From what? Just those four sports. Soccer, baseball, football, basketball. Just If the favorites, just players that you know and you like. Fucking what's called? We'll go baseball first. I don't watch baseball. Okay. So do you know any baseball player? No, dude, I don't watch baseball. So okay. you don't know like, not, not like Derek Jeter? Oh, Derek Jeter, yeah. Okay. Well, then, yeah. Okay. Kill the kid. That's the default. Yes. Magic Iverson. Magic Magic Johnson. Oh, Magic. Okay, I was going to say Magic Iverson. Okay, um, then soccer. Wayne Rooney. Always. Always. Even though I'm Man City fan, I respect you. I respect that. I respect that. I've always been a Red Devils fan. Okay. I don't know how I feel about that. I respect that. I respect that. You know what? There's not many Americans that like Premier League, so I respect that. And then last one will be football. Manning. Which one? Peyton. 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 Okay. Nobody likes to be like Peyton. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's a few. There's a few. Exactly. Unless you're a Giants fan. That's right. That's right. Patriots fans hate him with a passion. That's right. All right, Willie. Soccer, baseball, basketball, football. And that will be your guys. No, I'm last. I'm the guest. Let's go. All right, let's well, go. Baseball first. I'm curious Ooh, about this. No, team. fuck no. Baseball last. Okay. He's a baseball player. Okay. Fine, let's go football first. Favorite player. Doesn't have to be best, just player you like. Favorite. Shit. Um, I have an idea. Wait, what sport is this? Football. It's going to be a Saints oh, player. Oh, gosh. It's going to be a Saints player. Ironically, it's not. Well, oh. I okay, I have a couple. I have a couple. He's from Brooklyn, so I feel like it's a, it's a Giants player. I I have a couple. So, so is it like a two way tie? Yeah. Well, okay, it's more like a ranking system. So, okay. Eli Manning does fall under number three. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I knew it. My dad was a Giants fan, and okay. I did, and you know, I grew up watching some okay, Super Bowls okay, with him. So that's cool. All right. Um, number two. Michael Thomas. Okay. Sure. Love Michael sure. Thomas. Um, and then number three, my all-time favorite is Debo Samuel. Really? Debo. Yeah. That's straight out of list. Debo. I did not Debo. see Debo. I respect that. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah, yeah. all-time hey, favorite. You know who's the one Saints player I always loved? But I just, like, it was so random. Pierre Thomas. I Pierre Thomas? Dude. Love Pierre Thomas. Pierre Thomas was Pierre actually... Thomas. It's the 23s, bro. I'm telling you. 23 <laughs> on every yeah. just looks good. Yeah. It's fucked. 
All right, yeah. um, basketball. Ooh. Just, Ooh. it doesn't got to be good. You, hell, it could be ass, actually. Just favorite player. But you just saw him, you're like, that's that man. I know I surprised him with the little thing. He's, he's still trying to think about that. Fine. <laughs> you know, I'm going to change my answer. Just I think I'm going to go... Um, Ooh, that's tough. I'm gonna say either DeRose or Darren, like Darren Williams, okay. only because like when I played basketball, especially in AAU, I felt like I was a combination of both of them. Okay. Like Darren, 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 like okay, Darren Williams, he really wasn't no, no, like that. No, he was. He was an all star. Yeah, he was an all star. He was on the Olympic team. So. Well, one of one of my favorite things about him is that he was like. He was big, but he was shifty and everything like that. And something like DeMar. Like, Who does he remind He low-key reminds me of Luka Doncic. Yeah, a little bit. Darren but, Williams. Yeah, they're just both bulky guards. Luka's also like three inches taller. Right? Yeah, and then like, you know. And he's a better three-point shooter. Darren Williams has three. You know, DeMar just coming in with that energy, that play style. Like, that's, DeMar DeRozan? Yeah. Oh, I thought you said DeRozan. Was there? No, I said DeMar. I respect that. Yeah. I like, I like that. Yeah. All right, what about... uh? Soccer. I know you don't watch too much soccer. Ah, uh, just random soccer player that you know about. I'm curious. Ooh, damn. You see soccer? I'm. I'm not gonna lie. Like when that. When that. Well, when just that, learned that you got to pass with your side foot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not too. I'm not too big on soccer, so I'm just gonna say Messi. Okay. Um, I don't. Okay. Uh, you know, like. I, yeah, you know, I just there was just one. I forgot who Messi was playing, but like he's like. He basically went off, and he was just walking off limping and just staring at the scoreboard, and it was kind of like the most savage thing ever. And that's why Stefan Diggs against Chiefs. I feel like it was against like fucking Sociedad or some shit, some random ass Spanish club. I feel. Bro, you see Mallorca beat fucking Real Madrid. All right, and then last one, baseball. Baseball. Who's your favorite? I feel like it's got to be the person that got you in baseball. I feel like that's what I have. Two guesses. Where your guesses? In Barry my head, Bonds, Buster Posey. It's got to be Buster Posey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Buster Posey is my number one. There you yeah. go. There you go. I so, always said Buster because he's a catcher. So you want to know what's and funny? Giants, boy. I, this is how I actually got into baseball. My mom, so my mom, she'd always be watching like the Channel Two News and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so it'd just be always be playing. So in between that, you know, the baseball games would play. And so one day, I just went in your room, and you know. One of the baseball games was playing. It was I remember it was Milwaukee and it was the Giants, mm-hmm. and they were at I think no yeah it was yep it was Milwaukee and the Giants. They were was playing that Giants a, players. Yeah, was that when Ryan Braun was on the Brewers was that before? Was that Prince Fielder Brewers? Yeah, that was Prince Fielder Brewers. Oh, that was like yeah. early Prince, Prince Fielder Brewers. And and so like I remember I was watching Buster Posey and I see him like he's batting and I start like kind of you know mocking him you know and next thing you know he just hits but he just hits his bomb over the splash zone and like over into the splash zone excuse me and it like that's what it like excite like that's started so, that firing that's what i love about the giant state was that a giant stadium? Like giant stadium. dude when you hit a fucking home run at giant stadium oh, dude, and it, yeah and it goes into the ocean that's just no dude and then like Posey was highly Buster Posey, he he was the top three best music. Yeah, he he was who I modeled my play style after. 
Like you can say he's one of the best catchers of all time. You, yeah. Oh, I think no doubt. Guy, no doubt. The only catcher I really put in front of him is Yadier Molina. No, you can't do that. Okay, I, you you cannot do that. Yadier, you can't, bro. Yadier's throwout game was crazy. True, but you could not steal well, like True, but you cannot. But listen, ah, Przinsky was Przinsky's good, but he yeah, was good he, for the year that we won the, the championship. But after that, he was kind of bad. okay. But anyways, what was your argument about Molina? Like, okay, Molina, yes. Don't get me wrong. I've never, I've never seen anybody like that. Like throw out anybody, maybe besides Salvador Perez. Like, but other other. I consider Perez a mini Yadier Molina. Like, like no here, here, here's what here's what I believe separates Buster from Molina. Like, just just the over just the overall bad. Okay. I, and, and I say this because here, here's the thing: if we're gonna talk, if we're physically gonna talk about catching, yes, Molina in my heart, in my eyes, is definitely better than Buster Posey on many things: speed, reaction, awareness of runners, and stuff like that. However, Buster Posey has helped the Giants win more championships uh, with his true. batting than Molina will ever in his life, That's and I will hold that. To anybody that ever pulls that argument yeah. up to me, because of the fact that Molina's just not that great of a batter. Like I, I think he's like not, like uh, like he's okay, decent. He's, he's decent. decent. No, he's I, no, decent. I, no, I think he's no, I like it. He's apparently a Buster. I think yes, Buster's a better batter. Let's not sleep. Molina was an elite bat in his prime. Hold the slug now. We're not gonna yeah. say it like he was mid. Okay, okay Molina yeah. was elite. Yeah, but no. Buster is better. I will give you that. Buster was a better batter. We're Buster. talking. Yeah, but you, you y'all were making it sound like Molina was mid at best. No. Molina was elite, okay. at, at least five Molina's years. Molina's a top five catcher of all time. But I will say though, his Molina's catching overall though, I, that's it's closer than I think we should make it sound. Because I think it's close. Molina's catching and just his overall field awareness, Hall of. You could argue yeah. he, he was the best at it ever, no doubt. In the hundred, what the hundred twenty years of baseball, hundred thirty years of baseball, Molina might have been the best catcher when it came to field awareness. I've never, I've never seen a dude. I think there was a, I think there was like a six month stretch where he was he didn't allow a single stolen base for like six months in a row. And I just sat like, and I don't even pay attention to it. But when that, like, I saw that graph, I was like, six months, six months professionally. These guys are like. These guys run probably four fours on a football field. Like these motherfuckers are not slow stealing bases. Like I think he threw out D Gordon like four times in a row. D Gordon is like ninety nine overall speed on fucking MLB the show. I'm just saying, like <laughs> respectfully. All right, guys, we really need to start wrapping All right. up. All right, All right, All right. right. so started off like uh, so. Baseball. So we'll go. We'll go baseball first. Paul Canerco. That was my second choice, actually. I, I messed with that. Paul Canerco, 100%. The 14 jersey, I love it. 100%. Okay. Um, he's actually the reason I, I was a first baseman. I love Paul Canerco's game. Paul Canerco's fire. Um, okay. Soccer. You're not going to like this. If it's a Man U player, I swear no. to God. No. <laughs> Dimitri Payet. <laughs> For what he was at West Ham. His you are a West Ham fan, so I... So I can I can I can I can I can I can agree with that. He brought them back to promise. I was I thought you were gonna say Mark. Okay, I'll give a top three on that one too because that's my favorite sport. Okay, number two, Mark Noble. Okay, yeah, one. Right, number three. I mean number three. Number three, 
<laughs> you guys are gonna hate this. I feel like you, you're a Bionic player. No. Surprisingly, it's not gonna be a Bosnian player. Ooh. Manny. You're <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Uh, I like Manny. Bro, Nani I fucking Nani. love Manny. Manny's mixtape is crazy. How I'm he plays and just the amount of highlights he's had and the fact hey. he's still playing. Hey, you know how I said, so it, my topic, Ready and Jacob, my second one was. Uh, my second was Aguero, and then my third one was going to be Quaresma. Really? Quaresma will go Quaresma. crazy, bro. But anyways, all right, and then football. I don't think you, I, I don't think you watched that match or not. No. Man. I have a guess what yours might be. Ah, uh, this is hard. Fuck. Um. Ooh, this is so hard, bro. Just think of a player that, like, you saw them play, you're like, bro, that's, that's, that that's him. That's him with me. Dude, fuck, that's hard, dude. You want, do you want me to say who I think you might say? Go ahead. Matt Forte. I was thinking, but it's not him. Really? It's not him. Matt Forte was great. Silky smooth. All right, I'll give from three to one. Okay. Tariq. Okay, Tariq Cohen. Tariq. Like that. Number two. That big number 17? No. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> no, it can't be. It can't be. Only four years. Damn yeah, it, they were the best four years ever. Okay, number number two, Justin Fields. Okay. Because I actually fucking love him right now. Right, number one. And number one. Who's Justin Fields got to overtake to be your number one? Number one. It's gotta be, it's gotta be, it's gotta be motherfucking. Ah! You know this is burning him into his core right now. He doesn't even know how he feels right now. Fuck, dude. Peyton, Peyton Barber. You mean Marion Barber? Marion Barber. Barber. I fuck with that. I, I, you Marian know what that Barber. one year he was on the Bears? And that oh, one God. highlight of his. Oh, when against the Patriots? When he fucking went into the end zone and it was like the greatest two. Yard. It was the greatest two yard yeah. ever. Yeah, never. Yeah. All right, and basketball. Basketball? Yeah, Actually, let's be. let's clear Derrick Rose out because I, I feel like Derrick, Derrick Rose is the Derrick. default one here. I feel like it's going to be some weird shit. Like, my little all day one. I feel like you're going to say some shit like Ben Wallace. <laughs> hey, that Ben Wallace number three jersey. I'll give the top three for that one too. Oh, number okay. three, Gerald Wallace. Really? Gerald Wallace. That's what? Number three, Gerald, Gerald Wallace. Wallace? Which what, version what of the Charlotte or the or the, uh, the Nets or the Trailblazers? Fuck no, not the Nets. Charlotte. Okay, Charlotte. I don't know. Forty-five jersey. Exactly. Um, but the three was pretty nice. Yeah, All right. and then number two, Captain Kirk. Kirk Heinrich? Okay. Yep. I won't get Kirk Heinrich. Yeah, I fucking Kirk. Yep. Alright, then the last one. Last one? Top of the top, baby. Are you gonna go mainstream? You're gonna make this weird. Nah. Uh it's a single digit number. Single digits. Is it recent or are we no, talking fuck one? Is it a Bulls player? Yeah, during the bad times. I swear to God, if it's fucking Ben Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon. Ben Gordon! <laughs> I respect it. I do. I love Fuck it. Fuck yeah, dude. Ben I love Gordon. Ben Gordon. 
I'll give an honorable mention Rip Hamilton. Rippy Hams, bro. Rip <laughs> Hamilton for honorable mention. I called him Rippy Hams yeah. when I watched him and Marvel thought I was the stupid. Dude, he was a savage. He literally fucking destroyed people with a mask on. He destroyed people with a facial did you, did you mask on. the Ray Allen interview where he literally was like, this dude, this motherfucker would elbow you yeah. and go across the fucking screen. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so we're going to have yeah. a lot like, more sports talk on the podcast. But Elbeard, that's what comes with the Elbeard, Elbeard, thank you for joining Big man, This has been another episode of the Vibe Project. Make sure you guys tune in, like, share, and overall, just remember... Keep it going. Vibe with who you are, not with who people see you as. Yes, sir. Follow it's us been, on Instagram. <laughs> it's been, it's sure. been your boy, Willie Django, Wyatt Kovac, your boy, Oso Mufoso. On Instagram. Yeah. Yep. And that's what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Deuces.